0: Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your co-host, Yiska Cook, and I'm here today alone. My other co-host is not here, Dr. Carla Mazio, but I want to do some follow-up from last week's uh, podcast and dream work, and then I have a dream to share with everyone from a, a man that wants me to explore his dream. So I want to say that... Oh, this is his dream. Thank you, Lewis. Okay. So first of all, this is my follow-up. So remember how I said that there was a beautiful woman who was wearing the colors of the sea um, in the dream? And I assumed... This was a woman I had met at a dream retreat, teacher training one that Robert Moss held in uh, Connecticut. So, um, but I did, so I did send her the podcast. I wanted her to hear it thinking also, but she's a dream worker. And, um, and she reminded me that actually we met not at teacher training but we met at our spiritual direction training. It was a different certification that I had done. And um it was at the Jewish Renewal Retreat Center, Ela Chaim. It was it's an organization called Lev Shomea. That's the listening heart. So like when we say Shema Yisrael, we're saying listen. And similarly. Shomeya uh, is listen, it's a listening heart. So um, that was very interesting. And w- once again, you know, still gives me the same lessons of unable to really go on retreats anymore. But now I find myself no longer the student, but also the teacher. So that's a good reality to step into. Here I am, 49 years old. So the other thing about Aura, she reminded me of what our connection was, and that's that she is a practitioner of jujitsu, and she feels very strongly that I need to bring jujitsu into my life for my own healing. And that's been a common theme of the podcast is the fact that I have multiple sclerosis for, you know, 22 and a half years and uh looking for healing so okay and, and this is also to do with the multiple sclerosis so you know sometimes i have cog fog that's what we call it in the ms circles we call it cog fog and that's you know i know what i'm thinking and i know what i'm trying to say but i don't always get it right for instance <laughs> i had said a fact that the top, I thought I had heard Carla say this: the top one percent of of the you know the richest one percent of Americans had accrued more wealth than ninety two percent of the people. So this is a, a fact that I get from Bernie Sanders. So this is Bernie's, you know, he says this and. I believe him. So, and the other thing I wanted to share, so I was talking about Purple Haze and I was talking about how that's a strain of cannabis. But, and then I said, and of course, Jimmy, but then I was thinking, well, maybe some of the Gen Zers or, you know, even millennials don't really know about Jimi Hendrix. And then my, my good friend Lee who is a millennial? He said, you know, classic music, you know, never dies, never goes away. So, okay, so we all know about Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, he, so he has a song called Purple Haze. You know, uh, let's see. Purple Haze all in my brain. Lately, I don't feel the same. <laughs> Excuse me, while I kiss the sky.. Dun-na-na, dun-na-na. Okay, and that is my follow-up. So now I'm going to share a dream from Mr. Lewis Duck. He's a friend of mine. We've been doing dream work, as I said earlier, for a while together for over a decade. So he didn't want to be on the podcast. He's shy, but he didn't mind me sharing this dream with you. So he got a job. This is, you know, Lewis's dream. Lewis dreams. I'll say it as if it was my dream, and I'll say it in the present tense so we can all live into it more. I got a job. And I think it is in education. And now I'm looking for a breakfast place. I want to eat something. And um, there's my boss is there. And he's a guy with a Spanish accent. And I ask him, you know, he tells me I'll be teaching. And I ask him, what will I be teaching? And he tells me economics. And I don't want to say to him, I really don't know that much about economics you know, I don't want to say that. I don't want to reveal that. So I want to learn everything I can learn about economics before I have to teach this class. But also it turns out I am co-teaching and I am co-teaching. My co-teacher is my debate partner in high school. So, you know, we, we went to a lot of matches and we really We're champions. So he was my co-teacher. I remember. I'm pretending I am Lewis, and this is my dream. Okay. Then, so when I'm looking up economics, I learned two things about economics: supply and demand, the law of. Oh wait, I don't know if that's a law, but you know the reality of supply and demand and the law of scarcity. And those are the two things. And um, now this was an awesome dream that I want to share with you first and foremost because it's a dream re-entry. So often when we have a dream, if we're not satisfied with the ending of the dream or if it's scary, if we want to confront, you know, that which was terrorizing us in the dream, we can do dream re-entry. And one of my dream teachers, Robert Moss, talks about this a lot. And he uses shamanic drumming to get you into that headspace of, you know, n- no, no, uh, not your waking consciousness, but your dreaming consciousness. So, So he said about three times, Lewis, Uh, Re entered this dream. So, um, oh, and then there's a little bit more. So, but I'll finish with what I'm saying. So he said, okay, that's the third time he re entered. That when he paused to look up economics and when he was learning about, you know, uh, supply and demand and the law of scarcity, is when he had left the dream and then lucidly try, you know, try to re-enter the dream and then did re-enter the dream. And, um, then he had, he had, or I, if this is my dream, I have a bandmate here and I'll explore all of my connections with this person. But he says to me, today we will teach from the textbook and tomorrow we will teach. So, today we will use the textbook, and tomorrow we will teach. And I think that was another re-entry. And, uh, okay. Oh, this is funny. So, right, Lewis also is thinking about a colleague that he had uh, in his teaching days, and this person, who doesn't ever, didn't ever, this was an economics teacher, high school economics teacher. And and so Lewis thought if he read some of his notes, he would be better off. He would know more what to teach the kids. And the funny thing is that uh, Lewis's association to this person, you know, his colleague of his, is that, you know, he never turned in his lesson plans, <laughs> So that was a point of contention because I think Lewis was his supervisor of the department and uh, and here's somebody who didn't do as Lewis had asked so um, and then I think uh, so I believe the third dream reentry is when Lewis saw that there was light coming in through the window this morning and he and he didn't want to look at it he didn't want to wake up. He wanted to go right back into that dream, and, and so he did. But I feel one of the most important pieces of this dream that I haven't shared yet is when he walks into the classroom, that his students are not high school kids. They're actually adults. And he's going to shake each and every one of their hand. And so, um, but there's something holding his arm back he can't extend I if I'm the dreamer I can't extend my arm to shake hands so that is that's the dream you know oh and then the adults actually grab his arm pull it out of his sleeve and and help him okay so now I will give this dream a title just for my own uh my own organization. I'm going to call this Lewis's dream, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll have a different title for it. So, and, and I, I don't know, he did talk a lot about this dream. This is from last night. So, uh, I think he woke up feeling pretty, pretty amazed that he could re-enter the dream uh, a couple of times, you know, and uh, I'm just going to say that he felt pretty good when he woke up from this dream. All right, so the reality check is Lewis used to be a teacher. He was a, a high school teacher, not an economics teacher, though. And he um, also was the head of his department. Um, and so that's one thing in the reality check. I don't know his associations with Spanish accent, so that's something that I cannot speak to. Um, m- um, the bandmate. Remember, there's a bandmate of his there. And um, and this is the bandmate. I'm kind of thinking the bandmate is like the old debate partner who I'll be co-teaching with if it's my dream, turns then into the bandmate. This is kind of tough without Lewis being here. But um let's see. So that's a real guy, um, a friend, and and Lewis has been in the same band with this person since he was a teacher, you know, some many, many decades now. He They've been playing music together, and they still do. They, they get together, and uh, they're great. They're called the Wiz Bang Gang. Look them up on YouTube. They're really great. So, um, and then, you know, I'm thinking of scarcity, And this is, all right, so this is my projection. So I guess now would be the time for projections. If this were my dream, and I'm contemplating the law of scarcity, that makes me think so much about ideas about scarcity today, and how people can have their cupboards full. And if they don't have strawberries in the winter, or if they don't have something that's not seasonal, you know, they feel deprived, they feel that they are living in scarcity where you know that's not the case. And it hadn't been the case for, you know, all of humanity. So um I'm also thinking of you know we we're kind of living in a throwaway world and that's really unfortunate. And that's why I love this new organization called Repair Cafe. What Repair Cafe is, it started some some Norwegian country. And uh, now it's really taken, picked up speed in the entire Hudson Valley area and other places around the country. And it's just a room full of volunteers who generously give their time. It's also very social. It's going to be the whole town comes out for it. So So people who are good seamstresses are there. And people who are mechanical and can fix a lamp or a vacuum are there. And then there's a digital table. And my older son used to work at the digital table um when he was in high school. And um and and there's more. There's more somebody helps clean up dolls, like old fashioned dolls, and uh somebody was doing something with toys and um and it's wonderful. And then they all have you know, get a pizza and they'll have their pizza. You know, I'm very grateful to Repair Cafes. And um, yeah, so a shout out to John Wackman. He is the uh, the, you know, visionary who brought this to my community. So that's what I have to say about scarcity. So we don't have to live in scarcity. We can live in abundance. You know, I feel very grateful, even for my challenges, even for my challenges, which doesn't mean I want to forever be challenged with them. I want to heal and I want to, you know, rise above my challenges. So as as we all do, I imagine. So um, let's see. Now, this is interesting to me because Lewis is uh currently unemployed, but he used to be a teacher and he used to be a supervisor and so um it's interesting to have you know to have an employment dream and I wonder what that means to him because that is you know not his today uh situation so I'm curious about that and um you know and and i'm I'm very interested how the adults who are his students help him to extend his arm help if if it's me again my dream they help me to extend my arm so there's something in that about you know my students are helping me i'm not just helping my students my students are helping me so uh, i don't know how he can Honor this dream uh, I, I'll leave that to him. He is honoring it, I suppose, in and giving and, and you know giving me permission, allowing me to share his dream with all of you. So again, like if you have a scared dream and there's you know a terrorizing character, you might choose to re-enter that dream and go up to that bully of a dream character and say, "Hey." You know, this is my dream. you're You're not welcome here, or what do you want here? And what is your name? I mean, we can empower ourselves very much by re-entering our dreams. And then also, if it's a, a lovely dream, you might want to go back there. And so so much with shamanic journeying is uh, identifying the place that you want to create in your imagination that is the most nurturing, most nurturing to you. So, okay. Well, I believe that is all for today. So uh, coming soon, I, I'm going to be doing an interview with a young man who has a fear of his dreams and we'll, we'll want to explore that. And I also am going to do another interview with another young man, who is really into the Lord Lord of the Rings trilogy? So I want to explore archetypes with him uh, in in that. So until we meet again.